is Loose Leaf, the podcast of an author with multiple personalities. My name is Charity Bradford, lover of all things science fantasy. I'm also River Ford, writer of contemporary romance. Welcome back. It's been almost a month since I sat down to create a podcast. Life is moving by slowly with everyone doing their best to not get in each other's way. My kids work, my hubby works. I seem to just wander around the house trying to decide if it's worth starting one of my many projects. The fear is that as soon as I start something, the phone will ring, or one of the kids will need to talk to me, breaking my concentration or train of thought. So, I do a lot of nothing. My Animal Crossing Island is starting to look pretty awesome, if I do say so myself, but that's not why you're here. I do wonder if you're here to learn about my stories or writing in general. I'm grateful for the few people that have reached out to ask me a question. Today's podcast topic came about thanks to an Instagram thread message from a young writer named Nathan. I met him at one of the local high schools during career day. I was quite thrilled he took the time to find me and ask for some advice. Let me share with you what he said. Quote, I constantly find my mind wandering into ideas, stories, and plots that sound great for books. Writing them down is the only way I stop thinking of them, but when I actually try one, it always feels too played out and overused to actually continue writing, End quote. After a few questions to make sure I understood what he meant, we came to this. Nathan said, I always assume that my story ideas aren't original. Maybe someone did something similar, and I'm just too uncultured to notice. His insecurity and reason for not writing broke my heart, but thankfully I had an answer for him. This is something I've experienced and had to get over. It's common for new writers to struggle with the motivation to write. Even seasoned writers might question whether or not their contributions add anything to the volumes of literary work already out there. Since there is no way we can read everything ever written, there's a good chance someone has already written about what's on our minds, probably even did it better. And let's face it, we want all our time and struggle to put words on the page to mean something to someone, anyone. We want to stand out and be noticed for our creative genius. But if it's all been done before, what's the point? Is it even possible to find a new story idea that's never been written before? So I'd like to tell Nathan, it doesn't matter if you've traveled the world or never left your hometown, if you're young or old, educated or not. Every story idea has been done in some form or fashion. There are basically only seven story plots that we all have to work with. Here's a great thing about that depressing bit of news. Only you can tell your story in your way. Every writer may start with the same basic format, but we get to decide all the details that make that story come to life. We put our unique spin on our character personalities, the way they speak, their mannerisms, strengths, and fears. As the writer, we get to build worlds that may be just a bit different than the one used before, or totally different altogether. We choose what events push our plot forward and how our characters react to them. Those reactions create side plots that can differentiate our book from someone else's. So let's talk about these seven plots. Look at some examples from each and put Nathan's mind at ease. Okay, the first one, Overcoming the Monster. This is where the hero must destroy the monster to restore balance to the world. But what if you don't write science fiction or fantasy? In the real world, this could be overcoming addiction, getting out of debt, 
catching and convicting the bad guy, or surviving an illness. There are probably others, but you get the idea. Sometimes the monsters are outside of our characters. Sometimes they are within their own minds. For example, and I'm going to use movies as well as books as I give you examples of these plot devices. So here are some examples for overcoming the monster. Dracula, obvious, Star Wars, and Sybil. If you think about these books or the movies, would you say they were the same story? The monsters are a vampire, an emperor from the dark side, and a woman with multiple personalities. There's a historic setting, one set in space, and one in mental hospitals. The choices made by each author make the fighting of the monsters feel different and unique, even though they are basically the same plot. The hero must destroy the monster and bring peace back to their world, whether it be external or internal. Number two, rags to riches. In this plot, a modest but moral downtrodden character finds a way to turn their world around. The riches may not be monetary necessarily. It could simply be them finally getting to show the world their extraordinary talent or passion, and that brings them happiness. I have lots of examples for this one. Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier, Annie, Cinderella, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Flashdance, and Rudy. This is actually a very popular main plot. I could list this type of movie all day, books as well. Perhaps it's because so many of us see ourselves as that modest, everyday character that would love to be something more. I won't go into all these stories, but it is clear that these are all about someone who is coming into something that makes them more important to the world around them than they were at the beginning. It's the timing, setting, supporting characters, and most importantly, the end goal. None of these people went searching for money per se, but they had a desire to reach a certain goal and they went for it. They were looking for love, family, security. One of them wanted to get out of the still mill to be a ballerina. And finally, the last one, he wanted to play football at his dream school, but he didn't have the grades, money, or the stature of a professional football player. So what is important to your character and how do they achieve it? That's very important for this plot. Okay, number three, the quest. This is another one of my favorites. You've heard of the hero's journey? Well, it fits here. The hero, accompanied by a varied cast of sidekicks and mentors, ventures out to achieve the prize, facing seemingly unsurmountable odds. But they eventually win the treasure, the girl, the job, or whatever it is they went out to seek. Some examples are, of course, Lord of the Rings, The Lightning Thief, Journey to the Center of the Earth, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, A Wrinkle in Time, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Do you have a favorite in there? What are some I didn't mention? We all know and love a questing plot. They can also be set in any time period in any kind of setting. One I didn't mention, but think fits, is an old Disney Sunday night movie called Earth Star Voyager, which I just discovered was on Disney+. Their prize is a new world to settle, but all kinds of things go wrong along the way. Okay, let's move on. Plot number four, Voyage and Return. These stories are about everyday people who are suddenly thrust into a strange world or situation, and they must find a way to make their way back to normal life. Some examples are Alice in Wonderland, Apollo 13, The Hobbit, Castaway, and Hatchet. Don't you love how varied each book or movie can be while still being the same plot? I'd love to sit and talk about all of these, but I won't for the sake of time. However, we have a fantasy, a real-life drama in space, and two characters stranded and fighting for survival. My question is this, 
After such an ordeal, do you ever really return to normal life? Of course not. The experience or voyage changes you every time. Plot number five is comedy. There are, of course, movies that are simply funny and books that are simply funny. However, the comedy we're talking about here is more of the Shakespeare kind. The story of people who can't seem to get out of their own way. Complications, sometimes ridiculous, make life confusing and bring about misadventure after misadventure. The goal is to unravel the mess and find your happily ever after. Some examples are, of course from Shakespeare, Much Ado About Nothing, which is one of my favorite, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe, and Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Okay, so there are two Douglas Adams novels in there. It was just too easy. He's really good at this kind of comedy. So we could add Jumanji because of their misfit trial and error. However, that one could also be Voyage and Return when you break it down. Which brings me to this point before we move on. A good writer can take a couple of these plot devices and meld them together to create something that feels different. Oh sure, there's still a finite number of combinations, but think about it. Every little nuance of your formula can help you achieve something wonderful and unique in its own right. Okay, number six, tragedy. When you think of tragedy, you also think of Shakespeare. So tragedy is something more than simply sad. The conflict has to be a result of the character overreaching their limits or be due to overinflated egotism. Basically, the sadness and pain are due to the character's own choices. Some examples are Romeo and Juliet, Citizen Kane, Wuthering Heights, and The Lovely Bones. Okay, I'm not personally a fan of tragedy. I hated reading Wuthering Heights in high school. Yes, I know. Some of you will look down on me for admitting that. And I stopped reading The Lovely Bones after a few chapters. It was just too painfully real for me, and I couldn't handle it. I guess I could look at it and say, well, I choose not to wallow in pain for the sake of entertainment. However, I know some people love this stuff, and you can turn on the news and choose almost anything on there and write a tragedy about it. Okay, the last plot is Rebirth, and this is more my style. Like Overcoming the Monster, Rags to Riches, The Quest, Voyage and Return, and Comedy, you get a happy ending. The story might start dark because some kind of threat looms. The shadows are on the brink of victory when some sequence of events, often miraculous, leads to redemption and rebirth of the character or world. Some examples are A Christmas Carol, Groundhog Day, and Chasing Echoes. The first two may be more obvious. Scrooge is taken on a journey witnessing a series of events that cause him to have a change of heart. He in turn makes his corner of the world a better place. In Groundhog Day, Phil has to relive the same day over and over until he also achieves a change of heart, setting him free from the loop. You may not have heard of the last book. It's a new-to-me story by Jody Perkins that was published in 2014. It's Groundhog Day with two teens caught in a shrinking time loop. There's a curse involved in the mystery of them trying to solve their problem before they both explode into infinitesimal particles. Chasing Echoes sort of ended my reading dry spell. It's young adult, which I haven't read in a while, mostly because of the angstiness of teens in my house is plenty at the moment. No need to read about it, too. However, the paranormal aspect of this one caught my interest, and I'm glad I gave it a try. I'm even considering grabbing the next book in the series. The darkness threatening the entire story is a vengeful uncle you learn very little about in book one. I think he plays a bigger part in book two. Just that he's there and trying to undermine the father in the story. 
Turns out this dad is Father Time, and he has four daughters. So there's going to be at least four books, one for each daughter. And they represent each of the four seasons. So this father, Father Time, he's the one that cursed the boy, not knowing his daughter would get sucked into it a few loops in. Her powers are what cause the loop to start degrading. Okay, I didn't mean to devolve into a mini book review, but it sort of illustrates my point. I've read lots of stories where a teen discovers an unknown power, and that power is what's going to save them if only they can keep it from killing them, or their family, or, you know, their friends, whatever it is. I've seen Groundhog Day. Smash those two ideas together and you get Chasing Echoes, but it still felt fresh and new to me. Even though I could make those connections, the story itself was well worth my time. The point is, we can't let the fact that every plot has been done before stop us from writing. It doesn't stop us from reading or going to the movies. So maybe that's the question we really need to ask ourselves. Why don't we stop reading and watching when everything is simply recycled story matter? Look at how many different versions of Batman, Spider-Man, and Superman there have been. Different actors, maybe slight tweaks to the storyline, but basically they're the same thing. Even my beloved Star Trek has been rebooted, and I love it, by the way. There are multiple retellings of Cinderella and Pride and Prejudice. They even shift through time and rename the characters, but it is basically Cinderella or Pride and Prejudice. I've seen it before. I've read it before. If it's a waste of time to tell a new story that's basically a recycled version of something else, why isn't it a waste of time to watch or read the same? The simple answer is... It isn't a waste of time in either situation. As humans, we love to have a certain level of subconscious comfort. We like it when we can recognize the plot and know, oh good, no matter how bad it gets, I'm going to get a happy ending at the end of this story. In fact, when a book or movie doesn't resolve the way I think it should, I want to scream. The patterns have always been there. When an author decides to twist and break the rules simply to be different, I get frustrated. Does that mean you can't break the rules? No, of course not, but you'd better be brilliant with how you pull it off. It can be done. It has been done. Do you have an example? Share it with me by commenting or messaging me on Instagram or Facebook. Okay, before I wrap up, this seems like a good time to mention that there are also six standard types of conflict that we can use in our writing. Let's touch briefly on the differences between plot, conflict, and tension. Plot is the series of events, these seven things that we've been talking about so far. They are the building blocks of your story, the road sign, so to speak. Conflict is based on the individual desires and goals of your character and what stands in the way of them achieving it. Tension is the threat of conflict. You can have tension even when nothing is going on between the elements in conflict. Many times it's the tension that gives you that edge of your seat feeling. Once the conflict starts, you can settle into fight or flight mode and deal with the anxiety of what was headed your way. Make sense? A good story will have all three of these. Okay, let's get back to conflict. Understanding your conflict focus will help keep your plot from wandering all over the place. Here are the six along with some examples, and I'm not going to go into detail. I'm just going to list them for you. Man versus self. Sybil. Call of the Wild. So even though Call of the Wild, the main character is the dog, it's still the dog fighting with himself to reach the end goal. Man versus Man. Da Vinci Code. Sherlock Holmes and Hercule Poirot detective novels. Man versus Nature. The Old Man and the Sea and Moby Dick. 
Man vs. Society, Katniss and Hunger Games, Animal Farm, The Scarlet Letter, and The Giver, Man vs. Machine, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? That's the book by Philip K. Dick that inspired Blade Runner. And finally, Man vs. Fate or the Supernatural. We have The Shining and War of the Worlds. I'm sure you can think of many more. It might be a fun exercise to look at those examples of conflict and figure out what plot pattern they also fall in. However, I'll leave that up to you. Hopefully this has helped some of you come to terms with the fact that everything has been done before, to some degree. Now it's time to let that go and embrace your unique view on the world and how that dictates your characters. Throw off your insecurity and sit down to write. Now for some personal news. I do have a new story coming out on July 1st. It is going to be part of the Love Under Lockdown box set. These are some heart-stirring, sweet romance, isolationship stories. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're thinking, but I don't think anybody in this box set actually wrote about COVID or a pandemic. This is put out by Enchanted Quill Romance, and this is what it says on Amazon. Enchanted Quill Romance is thrilled to present this huge anthology of sweet romantic shorts guaranteed to warm your heart. This collection features 25 short stories about finding love while locked down in one place. It has a wide variety of all your favorite tropes, including friends to lovers, second chance, insta love, enemies to lovers, forbidden love, and so much more. Laugh, cry, sigh, and swoon during this beautiful collection of short stories by sweet romance authors handpicked by Enchanted Quill Romance. This heart-stirring box set is a limited edition, so pick it up now to avoid missing out. It's up for pre-order. It's $3.99, and you do get 25 different authors and 25 different short, uh, short stories. My story is titled Swept Away by River Ford. And I'm not going to tell you much about it other than there's a storm and a landslide and a lovely cabin in the Smoky Mountains where these two people are going to have a chance to get to know each other better. To celebrate this release coming up on July 1st, I want to give away five to ten copies of my story because we would love to have reviews going up on July 1st. So if you are interested in sweet, clean romance... This is super short. It's only 11,000 words, so it'll take you like maybe half an hour, 40 minutes tops to read it. If you're interested, shoot me an email at charity.bradford at gmail.com and I'll get that out to you. Well, that's a wrap for today. Let's get out there and be kind to one another because we have more in common than we ever choose to see. Until next time.